Welcome to Guys We Fuck. The Anti-Slut Shaming Podcast. Yo, you having sex? I'm Christina Huffington. I'm Corinne Fisher. And I'm your boyfriend. Bring us your slutty, your horny, and your shame. Hey, you a slut? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about fucking. Hey, everybody. How you doing? Welcome to a very special Mike Big Dick birthday episode of Guys We <laughs> Fucked. It's the anti-slut-shaming podcast, but you can slut-shame that kinky slut, yeah. Mike Coscarelli, over there in the booth because it's his motherfucking birthday. He's turning 33. It's his Ooh. Jesus year. Yeah. And you nail know- me to the cross, Mikey. <laughs> nail those I've bitches been a bad girl. on the cross. Fuck them so hard you give them stigmata in their pussy. <laughs> oh, what's stigmata? A stigmata joke. Oh my god, it's the nail mark. The nail. There's mark. a word for the nail marks that St- Jesus yeah. got. Stigmata is also. I'm pretty sure it's like the the actual like the whole- Christianity stigmata is like if you show up and is- you have like blood streaming from where oh. he got crucified. I know it because it's a common theme in horror movies. Yeah, oh. not because it's a horror I'm like a, thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, like that's pretty scary. A, yeah, a movie called Stigmata. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is you know because there's a lot of religious overtones and undertones in horror films. Right, because religion can be terrifying it's because human beings got a hold of it. Yes. Absolutely. Oh yeah. my God, Mike. Mikey. Yeah. Guys, I just have to say I'm so excited to be spending the day before my birthday with you. Oh, <laughs> you lucky duck. And, yeah. uh, you look so beautiful. Thank you so much. This tiara, uh, this was a gift from Corinne. This means the I mean, you world can't keep to it. Me, yeah, it's, our, it's a oh, prop. Oh, I can't keep it? So, no, it's a prop. But you you want to keep now. a tiara? You can have it. Look how yeah, I think it looks pretty on me. Okay. You know oh. what? That's fine. All right. We're trying to help you. That's <laughs> fine. So? You. It's well, no, it's, I actually, it I think does. it does compliment you very well because I think it's so light and in your hair. But is society so ready for a male that constantly wears a tiara? I don't know. I, I mean, know. I could we, be the next, could... the Harry Styles of podcasting. Yeah. <sighs> that's a big one. That's you a know? big, that's a big goal. That man wears dresses. I might not be ready for God, dresses yet, so but beautiful. you know, I love jewelry. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Paint your nails and get some eyeliner first. Yeah. He also is like learning Italian. Did you know that about Harry Styles? No, but that <gasps> makes me like him more. I do like him quite a bit. Would you make out with Harry Styles if he wanted to make out with you? I wouldn't make out with him, but oh, I would, come I would, on, I would hang with him for Harry sure. Harry Styles, iconic. Come I didn't on. know the icon. birthday boy was homophobic. <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ. You don't want to take the opportunity to consensually make out with an iconic pop star who's ahead lo- of his time? I would love to give him a high five and a hug. I'll go off. Like, hey, man, I really indeed. like what you're doing. Like, keep it up. Yeah. That's so and funny. And then you go, meet my friend Christina. She will do anything for you. <laughs> I'd be, I would, that I would do for sure. Any hole, Harry. <laughs> Any hole. Mm. Any hole. Uh, yeah. And so obviously Mike can't share his birthday wish because wishes don't come true when you share them. Right. Which is why this podcast has ruined Christina in my life. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> you know it has. It has. Uh, I got to say I'm on the up and up recently, but it for a while it was pretty bad. <laughs> Is pretty what bad. airing all your innermost thoughts uh, creates a weapon for everyone you know to use against you? <laughs> Turns out you're shooting yourself in the foot the whole entire eight years. Really fucking wow. crazy. Fuck. If I had a crystal ball. <laughs> Telling everyone your weaknesses wasn't what Robert Greene was talking about. Turns out they use them against you. Oh, that's mean. Don't be mean. Eight years is a lot of laundry to air, too. Uh, yeah. A lot. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, Michael, but, you know, m- me thinks he would love a nudie some some birthday titties for the birthday boy some titties oh my titties are just so heavy my titty fell out of your DMs (laughs) <laughs> I just wish... one tit send him one tit and see you guys see the a other one if you take me out to dinner tit yes I, I think that the one my one birthday wish is that all men could share the the 
the beauty that is this job that I have. Yeah, I mean, you are a very lucky (laughs) man, and we don't like helping men out, but, you know, we're happy to help you out, and that says a lot. And I appreciate that. Obviously, that means the world to me, and you know it's reciprocated. Once your birthdays come around, and I have no straight male friends to, oh, you know, obviously, we ruined Corinne's life once already with someone in my friend group. Ruined my life, baby, I'm bored. Christine, I'll I'll check the old phone book and see who's available (laughs) to fuck everything up for you. Woo! Oh, my God. It's it's amazing how out of our way we went to keep men behind in this industry. And we just skyrocketed them to fame. And then <laughs> we just hired so many women who, you know, couldn't tackle an upload. It's um, true, though. That we... <laughs> We had to revert to Why a man. Why aren't there more? There, I know that there are women in tech. Why aren't there like nerdy video gals who like do clips? There, there has to be. We just haven't found them. But we're looking. We went through so many women, you guys. And then at a certain point, we're like, well, the podcast needs to come out on time. So. Yeah. <laughs> Mike? <laughs> Michael. Don't you do this? Michael. I wish. It sucks when men do the job more officially. And you're I like, damn, I don't want to admit we that. Were lying. I, I really wish don't this was that. a bit that we were doing right now. And it's not. Truth hurts, baby. Truth hurts. <laughs> the you amount know? of charges on my American Express card because female employees signed up for things and didn't tell me and yeah. then just let it yeah. keep going. Yeah, it's a bummer. Ladies, we could we could we it's could do this. Good. We just gotta do better job at it. <laughs> okay, we just try a little harder. I know it's hard. Life is hard. You got a lot of facets that uh, can be sad and make you mad. But you know, at the end of the day, let's work as hard as the guys. Oh man, <laughs> oh man. Well, thank you. It's good to have you here. Do you have anything that you want to tell the people today? Uh, I just want to tell everybody that. Uh, the response since I've been kind of like uh, as ugh, a ugh, no, uh, was, no I, I didn't I mean that la, like la, la, sincerely just kidding, no, I know. the public guys, response the, the response from people that, that listen to this show that have been very welcoming Good. and nice to me mm-hmm. kind of being on mic with you guys and being yeah. a sidekick has been very nice and and you know, obviously, we know how this industry could be. People can people be are very, meanies. Yeah, people can be very mean. Don't be a meanie. <laughs> so, Not to a hot guy, but nice story. <laughs> I know. Hot guy, <laughs> single tier. Hot girls, though, get meanies. Yeah, you know, it's sure. like, I can't, I can't fuck you, so I'm going to call you fat slut. <laughs> it's often difficult for attractive men in Hollywood. We all know the plight, so. <laughs> but that's my, I just want to thank everybody for being, uh, you know, welcoming for the fact that, I, you know, now I'm kind of like more part of the show in the last year. And obviously, thank you to you guys for having me sit in this chair and, and be on the ride with you because it's been, the it's been fun the whole time. It. Yeah. Well, that yeah, that so many given, have written but. you that we felt it was time for you to ride along with someone. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's yeah, yeah, how we yeah. thought about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in celebration, actually, MTV also gave Michael a present for his birthday. Oh, that's they right. Did. They did. In celebration, they had uh, Johnny Depp make his first public appearance on the VMAs in the form f- of an astronaut. And he was so funny. No, wait, 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 yeah. Our friend Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp was in the VMAs. Oh, yes. Yeah. Are you fucking serious? Yep. It mm-hmm. was a, it was a real. Uh, and he was doing God, jokes. The- God, it's because no one gives a shit about the VMAs anymore. It's like, we have to go through great lengths to get publicity stuff. I I mean, they always have been pretty good at because there's a lot of moments. But like, man, it was a real mushroom stamp to survivors. You know? Yeah. 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 Yeah, I saw that. I sent that to you right away because I was just like, her going to love this. fucking serious? Yeah. I mean. Oh, MTV, you're supposed to be like, you know, well. Better. What well, MTV and Comedy Central are owned by the same people Viacom. who yeah. Viacom, and it's hilarious because like they've called me into their office, as we know, to yell at me yeah. when they've never given me money, cast me in anything. I don't know why that it was the Truly. weirdest, the weirdest thing. This is a real thing that happened. I've, yeah, you know, talked about it pretty publicly to the point where my manager's like, "Please stop." Um, <laughs> well, we never will because guess what? No one puts baby in a corner. My manager said the funniest thing to me. I probably have shared it before, but it makes me laugh every time I think about it. He said to me, "Corinne." 
there's one TV network with the word comedy in it and you <laughs> turn them against you. And I said, yes, it is. Takes a village, baby. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> That's my MTV. Oh, God. <laughs> I love it. This show is sponsored by Better Help. Getting stuff off your chest is incredible. It's so therapeutic. We all carry around different stressors. Some of them are big. Some of them are small. A lot of them are very big. Uh, But we keep them bottled up, and it could start affecting us negatively. And then we act like a jerk to the people we love. And we're like, this is not how I want to be. Therapy has saved my life personally. There are so many benefits of it. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And it isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. Although if you have experienced major trauma, highly recommend. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designated to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you could switch at any time. Finding a therapist is like dating. They're not all going to work out in the first try. BetterHelp understands that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash guys to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash guys. Guys, the weather's getting warmer. It's time to say goodbye to your jackets and all your sweaters. And you got to refresh your wardrobe. Well, luckily... I found Quince, and now you have too, because you're listening to this. Now I've got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And if you go to their website, the amount of categories, they have travel, lookbooks, men, women, home, babies, and kids – Their stuff is so cute. So I own a couple items from Quince, and one of them is the Italian leather hand-woven crossbody purse in green, emerald, and I get compliments on it all the time. It's a small purse, which I really love because then I don't put as many things in it. Um, Guys, Quince is amazing. They have very luxury items for very cheap prices. Get warm weather ready, baby, with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash GWF for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash GWF to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash GWF. Um, so when we did our YouTube live episode, which is a huge hit, thanks for for joining in on that. Um, we, which we will be doing more of. It'll be a regular thing. Yeah. Yes. That was very fun. Um, Michael took a box of Trojan Magnum condoms. That's not what that is. What is, what is that? Well, they're in in it. It's called the love bucket. It's the love bucket. I'm sorry. It's the love. Okay. Sorry. It's the love bucket where there's no condoms in it, but there are pieces of paper that it's like a question or prompt that we have to answer. There's no condoms in it because Mike used them all. Yeah. Which he told us. What is that? Like a 12 pack? Oh, mm. ah! uh, go to Costco. <laughs> That's 12 less times than I've had sex since March. <laughs> Not me. Uh, okay. Nice. Uh, all right. Oh, wait, um, wait, no. We, we have we have we have imaging for this. Oh, we do. Yeah. yeah we this have, is this is. He, I'm sorry. There's an intro. I'm sorry. We're gonna backpedal again. Yeah. We're gonna back that train up. Michael, lead us in. So this is this is a new segment on the show that will. I don't know if it's gonna make it into the actual show, but live streams <laughs> moving forward. Maybe we'll do this more. Uh, we yeah. now stick our hand into the love buckets. Uh. Soothing. Oh, yeah. Stick your hand into the bucket, Christina. Uh. And pull it out. Okay. Ew, stranger danger. 
and read me what it says on that sexual prompt. Okay. <laughs> Go read it nice and slow. I hope oh. it's something interesting. All right. <laughs> We're good. Uh, what was your most embarrassing? <laughs> you have the worst handwriting, Michael. The word is rejection. Oh. <laughs> he memorized everything what in the bucket. Oh, my God. This is a great question for me. My most embarrassing rejection? Yes. I have a lot of them. Okay. 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 Oh, so many. I'm trying um, to think of mine. I know one. I moved to New York when I was 19 because I wanted to intern at Saturday Night Live. I snuck myself into a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction after party because I heard Justin Timberlake was there. And I met a cast member of Saturday Night Live and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And then he walked back to my dorm room with me and he made out with me. My friend was also there. Um, and But whatever. Um, and, and then uh, I was like, oh my God, I can't believe... I was so... You know when you've never met someone famous and then mm-hmm. you do and you're yeah. like... Wait, not only am I meeting someone famous who's a part of the show that I want to be on, but like he made out with me? I'm going to fucking explode. And so I was so obsessed with him ever since that moment. And then there was a lot of times where he was like, stop texting. You know, he didn't, he never said stop texting me, but like I felt the vibe, but I was like, whatever. And, and um, he's so nice. So I can't so imagine him nice, but I took, I yeah. mistook his nicest as. He's in love with me right. and we're going to be together forever. Right. And um, I stood outside his home once um, and Union Square doesn't live on this coast anymore. So I can say it. Um, and I just waited on a rock and I was like, oh, where are like, are you out? And then I was just like, he's going to text me. And then if I see him walk in his apartment, like maybe he'll hang out with me. And then I ended up calling him after I waited in Union Square for like a fucking hour. And he was at home, but he wasn't feeling well. And I was like, well, I'll get you something. To, I'll like get you something. And he... He was like, no, and I cried to him on the phone while I was waiting outside his house, and he didn't even know I was outside his house, and that was so embarrassing. But I can say that now because I'm a, I'm a grown-ass woman, and I've surpassed that level of like, please love me. So um, that was my lowest probably. I didn't know. I've never even heard that story. That's like, yeah, it's embarrassing. That's a cr- minus before my minus the crying. Um, cause my, my, I would, I've waited outside for people, but it was, uh, for confrontational purposes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I run from confrontation. <laughs> Taking your rings off. I run away. You went towards. <laughs> that's so funny. Cause I was like, I was like, that's like a psychotic, like stalker, like Corinne move, but I've only done it like after the late relationship was over to confront someone about something that like the time I waited out a movie outside a movie theater right, for like right. five for hours. For a while, like two movies worth of hours. Yep. With yeah, my yeah, arms yeah. like this. Well, cause if a guy, <laughs> if a guy gave me the butterfly feelings, like, and like the, the, the good, the good feelings that this particular, particular person gave me, like the high, it was the age difference. It was the fame. It was the specific mm. reason he was famous. Every, and he was so handsome. Every element handsome. of it was like, oh my fucking God, I cannot believe my luck. And um, that made me a psycho-obsessed Ooh. person. Yeah. Wow. What was your most embarrassing rejection? Yeah, I mean, mine's gonna, that's not as exciting. But you, you're also, I want to clarify, Christina's a lot more of a risk taker when it comes to love. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because you risk a lot for things that are important to you. Yes, you I know. Um, so for me, I think it was after, <laughs> I don't think I ever said this, but yeah, after, uh, it's the love bucket. Frank, <laughs> after Frank dumped me, um, and I was in an, like, I was never really that angry at Frank, but I was in an, one of the angrier parts of the breakup. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm going to stick it to him. And I'm going to ask one of the other guys from his sketch team out. Nice. That's a me move as well. And then, he was like, yeah, no. <laughs> and I was 
I but, was but not. I'm a gal and you're a guy. You're supposed to say yes. Well, it was a double slap in the face because I was like, oh, he won't say no because I'm better looking. Um, and he oh, did. I thought he said oh. <laughs> and that well, because I was well, you know, with one it was you know, I mean, he could have just been like a good person who right. Wouldn't go out. Or has loyalty to his friend. His friend's ex-girlfriend, you know, mere weeks after their breakup. And so I do commend him for that. Right. Morals. He's not unattractive, but I just think like in, I yeah, I, I was like pretty confident that I was like on the higher end of, yeah, of looks of people who would ask him out. And, yeah. Yeah, no. Oh, wow. That, that was sucks. a no. That was a, that was a no. How about you, b it did, I mean, it, it was also a dumb idea. I didn't want to go out with him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had a whole three-year relationship out of spite. Yeah. So, you know, it's a that, powerful motivation. That is about as Sicilian as it gets. Yeah. <laughs> uh, mine was uh, in college. I had, I, I was, this was, I was probably 20 and I didn't really know how to talk to girls yet. I was learning. If this has to do with Lex somehow, I'm going to be furious. No, Yay. this was years before I met her. No, I know, but I thought you were going to somehow make it about her. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, no. I, I, I can't do that with every story. I've assessed <laughs> that the love bucket is just a way for Mike to talk to, about Lex. To talk about Lex more. <laughs> it was September of 2019. Yeah, he goes, this reminds me of a story about me. <laughs> <laughs> That's the love bucket, baby. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. Sorry. Um, so th- this this is probably the most mortified I think I ever was talking to a, a woman. Um, I had a, I was in tutoring for math because I kept failing math in college. Okay, uh, over and over again. So I think I was I was probably I wasn't drinking yet. I think I was twenty. So I was I guess maybe a junior in college, mm-hmm. and I was in math with the, the other dummies, you know, <laughs> to the tutoring session. And there was this girl that was maybe a freshman. Um, that was that was there. She was younger than I was at the tutoring nice. table with me, and she was like so my type. She was kind of like Spanishy Skinny. looking. Yeah, she had this curly hair. Okay. Um, she was just like so hot. She and, uh, looked like a woman. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, clavicle. She was very. She was pretty womanly looking for our age. Yeah, where you're still like 20 yeah, scrawny like, little twenty year old. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I had made the decision like a couple weeks out. I was like, I'm going to build up and I'm going to try to ask this. The vibes felt kind of good. I'm going to try to ask this girl out. Oh God. She lived on campus. I didn't. So it was at the end of the day on a Friday. And I was like, I was trying to figure out how to talk to her because I wasn't going to ask her out while we were doing the math stuff. So I was like, when we get up and when we walk, I'm going to just like go and try to like kind of walk with her and be yeah. like, so what's up like how, like what how's your week mm. but when she got up to walk oh, God. she was walking fast yeah and she was walking way fast like so i, I was like basically trying to catch up to her oh my you, had God. A, you had to do a light jog uh, yeah running was, after <laughs> right. a woman i was basically like running after this girl oh wow. my god and uh, stranger danger so she goes so I, I i don't catch up to her but she wow she opens one of the doors to, in the on in the university and um i'm trying to like catch up with her through the door and make it clear that I'm trying to get her attention. So she opens the door and I like, I like help her and I like try to push the door out, but she's still just walking away from me. Uh, And I said, man, that's a heavy door. (laughs) (laughs) And she just like bolted. Not like ran away from me. She just was like, I think she knew that maybe I was trying to like, 
catch up to her and like say what's up and yeah, wasn't women interested. Can, women have a you know? uh, have a radar women for know that yeah. when, when you're trying to ask us We can out. sense when someone's approaching us from behind without yep. even looking. Yep, yep. Yeah, and I think that there was that situation. So obviously she just like, what, I, after after the door thing didn't land and she didn't like stop to talk to me, I was that like, was all right, it. well, yeah. that's that. I've embarrassed myself enough for one day. But I'll never live down. Man, that's a heavy door. It's like burned in my brain. <laughs> if that's the worst thing you've said in a woman, yeah. honestly, that's not that I bad. I was like, that's not that embarrassing. I feel like it's so embarrassing just because it's like... The door was too heavy for you? Well, maybe that, but... Yeah, it, it's that's the most like, embarrassing part of it. It's yeah. such a sign of like not having any real idea of like how no to... Yeah, like not yeah. knowing how to talk to somebody yeah. uh, at that time. Mm-hmm. And I got better at it over the years, but that was one of the first ones where I was like, man, I got to get better at this. Yeah, this is, yeah, I, yeah. It like, takes, and it takes man. practice and fucking up. <laughs> yeah. To get better at it. Brutal. Yeah. Good for you, Mikey. Thanks, guys. I know. That's why I try not to be too mean when people hit on me because it's like, it's 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 so anxiety inducing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm not, I don't really do that. Yeah. I had so. a guy in Greenpoint. Oh, my God. This fucking kid. He had, a, he had a mask on outside. And so I couldn't really see his face. But he's like a younger kid, like, I don't know, early 20s. And he goes, excuse me. He was following me from behind. I could sense it. That's I'm like, so what the fuck scary is this guy doing? You, this? Really, you guys really can sense it? He was just, yes. the thing is, he could yes. have just been walking at my same pace towards somewhere. But I I was like, mm, he's got his energy on me. I could feel it. Yeah. I didn't even look back at him. I just, I could see sense him in my peripheral. And then we're stopped at a corner waiting for a light. And he goes, excuse me, can I ask you something? And I was like, yeah, sure. He's like, are you single? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, um, would you want to hook up with me? I go, Ooh, I go, God. no, you stupid fuck. Is that it? Is that it? That's all you got? That's all you got? That's you a stupid fuck? That's all you first got? Line. That really are, are is wild. Are you kidding me? <laughs> are you kidding me? Fucking try harder. Try harder. We all have the human mind. I say this on stage, so if you've seen me do stand-up, you know, is I'm repeating it, but I'm repeating it because it's true. The human mind is the greatest 3D printer of all time. It is responsible for New York City, for ev- for everything, for technology, for ideas, for art, for everything. Guys, you all have a human brain in you. Use the power on us. Like, you're so fucking lazy with your pickup shit. Like, work harder. Oh, my God. Work harder. That's that is so insulting. That that. Yeah. And it's... It, it, it I'd rather a, you say, like, you want to come on my cock, you fat whore, or something like that. Like, I don't know, something. Like, well, it was you, not me, so... Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, if you're just going to go, <sighs> then... <sighs> oh, my God. It was boring, and yeah. there was no effort... There's no effort and it was boring. I mean, that's just like, go fucking, what a waste of my day. Well, huh? and the other layer for me is that like, you're going to use a line that, that that's bold while you're still too weak to be maskless outside. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Can't be doing that. <laughs> I mean, in the dead of COVID, I that wasn't was wearing worse. a mask outside. <laughs> that was worse than the guy who came up to me after a show who was attractive. So I got excited. But then he was talking and then he said like, like one of the things he said was like, don't worry, I'm not going to rape you. Don't oh yeah, I remember you telling us that. Say that, gentlemen. Yeah. I mean, and I know you're probably at home or you know wherever you're at listening and going, "Oh, never say that." Well, he probably thought that too, and he said it. So just be mindful of when you talk to women. Like, focus on something specific about that woman, you know. So we feel uh special. I like <gasps> the way you breathe. Mm. <laughs> well, maybe not that one. <laughs> I was like, you got to be. I think we have be to be unique. Be so specific. Comment on my eyes. Men. That's unique for you? Yeah, I have really beautiful eyes. Tell me, you know, just say it. Like, oh, you have beautiful eyes. I've had a guy say that. Oh. The one guy. Yeah, I mean, you came... can say that to almost everyone, though. Well, I'll buy it. Okay. You know, I'm not going to buy. <laughs> oh. I'm not going to buy. Hey, would you? Like, I don't know. Just the corny, trite lines I don't buy. But, like, if you said I have beautiful eyes, first of all, your tone counts. So, you know, I got to take that into consideration and, like, how long we've been talking and whatever. 
Yeah. But like, say something a little more fucking romantic than, do you want to hook up with me or don't worry, I won't rape you. What if that guy had just said, though, uh, would you, I, I would love, I love the neighborhood and I'm, I'd love to have a drink with you if you're, that does that can, work? That we can work with. Would you, would that work if though he if it was on the street? Yes. If he yeah? acknowledged the fact that like, hey, this is kind of weird and awkward, um, but I think you're cute and I live in the neighborhood. I don't know if you live here, um, but would you want to get a drink sometime? Here's my Instagram handle. Mm. Don't fucking ask me for my, my number. I don't, I don't know you. Bitch, I don't know you. And sometimes I get so socially awkward and uncomfortable that when you ask me for my number, I'll give it to you and I regret it. Ooh. So don't. So wait, was was this a guy who if he had a good line, you would have been receptive to? Was no. he cute? Okay. No, he was he was a he was like a child. Yeah, he was yeah, like yeah, 20 yeah, years yeah, old. Yeah, yeah. However, if he would have said something a little more interesting and like of the situation, I would have at least been like, that's very sweet. Thank you. But mm-hmm. I go, but I think you're too young. For instead, me, yeah. what right. I said was, Right, and I just walked away. Right, yeah, and now he's become an incel. So yeah, well, way to go, Christina. Yes, (laughs) well, it's funny because I mean, uh, I used to get hit on when I lived in a different neighborhood, like a lot by people who were way, way, way younger. I, I don't like it was Mm. just like they had no idea how old I was. Yeah, and I used to just be like, I could be your mom. Yeah, that was my (laughs) response. I, I I go, I I could be your mother. And they say, (laughs) I know. Yeah, mommy. I'm in. Let's go to bed. It was just really, really funny to me because I was like, I. I don't know. I mean, it was like 16 year olds. Like, I mean, just like, yeah, I mean, I was in my like uh, late 20s when I lived in that neighborhood. But like, still, I was just like, dude, like I could like I literally could be your mother. It wasn't me being funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, shall we read some texts? Yeah. Oh, Um, yeah. Well, first, in in celebration of Mike's birthday. mm. Um. I is did, there more? Well, yeah, I got. I did get Christina a gift. Oh, great! Um, okay, you did? because I don't give men presents, but just know. Right. So this is your souvenir Thank from Cleveland. You. I didn't wrap it, but it's in this bag. But oh I need the bag God. back. Christina, I hope you like it. <gasps> Aliens in the skies: The new UFO battle of the scientists. So this is a vintage book from this, um, like elite. Thank you're you. welcome. From an elite. Uh, do I get a thank, thank you? Thank from you. An, it's like from this elite uh, vintage book collection <gasps> that the Buckland Museum of Witchcraft uh, in Cleveland had. And so they have all these like one of a kind books that are very hard to find. And that's one oh. jumped off the shelves and I had to get bring cool. it home for you. Thank you so much. So enjoy. Holy shit. I'm so excited to read this after. <gasps> yes. Little books. Thank you so much. You're that's welcome. So I like the cover too. I thought it was yeah. cool with like a little UFO on it. Yeah. But, that's a cool ooh. cover. Oh, because aliens is real, y'all. Yes. Um, okay. So let's see. Ooh, we got a text from a 215 number. Philly in the house. Um, so these are leftover texts from the, actually, the I texts put a, that we didn't address? Some of them are, but I put a, a thing out on my Instagram story saying like, hey, text us, a, you know, we're going to record an episode uh, where we answer uh, questions if you need advice. And I got a t- like dozens and dozens of texts. So we have more than enough. Rock and roll. Um, but you can still continue to text us if you want. Um, let's see. What's the number? Party on, Wayne. Party on. <laughs> yeah. 917-300-0833. Uh, okay. I'm nervous to end my relationship because it would mean moving back in with my family, commuting to and from Philly, and leaving my cat behind with my current partner until I found my own place. My partner wants to return to a career of policing, which I am vehemently against and always have been. At this point, I don't think it's fair to remain in this relationship when I clearly cannot provide the support he needs while also not having my needs met emotionally and physically. I mean, those are also two huge ones. Um, I just need to put a push and someone to tell me it's okay to move home at 27. That's it? 27? Yeah, it's okay. And be slightly miserable for a few months while I save some money. Well, you're in luck. 
You're it's already okay. miserable. You're already miserable. So yeah. it's just being miserable one place from being miserable another place. Might as well be miserable on your own terms, though. You know. Yeah. And also, if you're miserable moving back with your parents, you're at least working towards something. You're working towards like eventually living on your own. Yeah. I'm also curious what your problem with policing is. It's like it's like it's because it, it's so tough on your partner that you can't handle the emotional um, work that you need to do with him, or are you like just against morally being a police officer ethic ethic? Right. 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 Um. Oh wow. Okay, you want to do here? You want to read this one because it's long this and you're long. better at reading out loud. <laughs> There's pics too. Hi, ladies. Let me start by telling you how tremendously grateful I am for your wisdom over the years. You Thank two you. truly bring me joy every week, uh, and I love seeing you live when you come to LA. This is less of a question and more of a shout out. Recently, you two have been discussing the role of friends in supporting and helping their friends leave abusive or unhealthy relationships. Ah, uh, yeah, we have. It is such a fine line, but I have a story to shout out. Uh, my best friend, who I think handled it perfectly. This information might be useful to anyone looking to help their dumb bitch friend leave a shitty relationship. Which isn't a dumb bitch move when we say dumb bitch. We're like, you know, moving across the country for a guy that doesn't give you all the things you want. And you know, it's not going to work out anyway. Like when you're yeah. in an abusive relationship, that's mental manipulation. You're you're under the the talons of a, of a manipulator. So that's a little trickier. Like if someone would refer to you as a victim or a survivor, like that's not, the that's not dumb, dumb bitch. At all. Yeah. Uh, backstory. I've been in a, f- a fairly toxic relationship for a little over three years. Let's call him Max. Max is nine years older than me and everything started out beautifully. He was kind, hilarious, respectful, shared my values, blah, 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 blah. I fell hard in love and immediately felt like he would be the one for me. A few months in, things started to decline. Shocker. Tons of gaslighting, pushing me away, yelling at me when I would try to communicate issues, etc. This isn't about him. I finally got the balls to leave that asshole, so I don't need advice there. This is about my best friend. Let's call her Amy. Amy was super supportive of the relationship at first. She loved his charm and saw that he clearly loved and supported me. When things started to turn, she was my go-to person. I would call her crying probably once a week and spill everything to her while she listened and provided support. Despite all these red flags, about a year ago, I decided to move in with him. Excellent decision making, I know. When I told Amy, she was clearly in shock. At first, she didn't say much, but a few hours later, she called me and asked to talk. Amy and I have never fought, and I hate confrontation, so I asked if we could have the conversation over text. Jesus, that's worse you than really even I confrontation. would do. Oh, my God. I will send screenshots if you want to read, but here is the gist of what she said. Essentially, she told me she believed Max was extremely emotionally abusive and told me it has been killing her to watch me in pain for these past two years. She was unsure of how to handle the issue because she didn't want to push me away and cause me to and cause me to stop being open about things with her, but also felt like she had to say something before we continued getting more serious. Mm. She made it very clear that she would support me, continue to be my friend and keep hanging out with Max if I decided to continue the relationship. Wow. Yeah, that's interesting because I don't I don't know that I would continue to hang out with him. Uh, I was in shock and deeply upset to see that she felt this way. Hmm. At the time, I clearly had not realized that the way he was treating me was unhealthy. And even though even though she was confiding in her friend that she was upset about him. That's so interesting. The way abuse. Yeah. Sometimes it's handled in your brain. Like, oh, our relationship isn't going well. And you're like not realizing it's because like you're being abused. Right. Uh, And my self-worth was extremely low at the time due to the treatment I had been accepting. I felt misplaced anger at Amy and basically told her that while I respected her opinion, I thought she was seeing an inaccurate picture of our relationship because he's only mean to me in front of you guys. No, I added that myself (laughs) Uh, because I was so open with her about the negatives when I needed mm, support but didn't feel the need to share the uh, positive aspects of our relationship. Uh. 
LOL, as if she wasn't a smart, competent human with a literal PhD that was perfectly capable of discerning normal relationship arguments with abusive behavior. I will say just because people are smart, um, like in school, doesn't mean they're smart in relationships. Also, Uh, people with degrees get abused also. Sure. It doesn't really matter. Amy and I agreed to disagree and set boundaries about our relationship going forward. She completely fairly requested that I refrain from telling her every time we argue. Yes. And she agreed to do her best to continue being in our lives and supporting our relationship. Wow. Things got better after Max and I moved in and Amy saw that. We all kept hanging out and I kept our arguments more to myself, but still knew I could talk to Amy if I ever really needed to. That's good. About a month ago, one week before I was going to take the exam that would let me practice law, I found out Max was emotionally cheating. Wait, you only broke up with this guy a month ago? Oh, my God. Okay. He couldn't handle me focusing on myself and my career and being unable to give him attention for literally two months. This was the kick I needed to end the relationship. Mm. Amy was the first person I called, and she could not have been more supportive. There was not even a hint of I told you so. Nice, She jumped into action and has been um, by my side throughout the whole process. She has been beyond supportive, helping me move out, emotionally checking on me daily, and just overall being the most loving friend I could ask for. So the point of this whole uh, long-winded story was that I think the best thing a friend can do when watching their friend endure a toxic relationship is to provide support but set boundaries about what you as a friend can handle. I don't know if I would have had the courage to end the relationship without Amy's, um, there's something word missing here. Her patience has meant the world to me. Uh, Shout out to Amy and all the lady friends who are in her situation. Set your boundaries, but do not give up on your friends. Us dumb bitches are slowly getting it together. As for me, life is looking up. I got a new apartment, just graduated from law school and started in an awesome new job. I threw my dog a bang in second birthday party this weekend (laughs) and actually had fun. Also, shout out to Mike. <gasps> oh, this is perfect. Shout out to me. Who has From been. that big dong. Oh, my God. This sentence. I want to jump off a roof. Also. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to hear it. <laughs> also, shout out to Mike, who has been, in quotes, supportive through this process as well. <laughs> Upside down smiley face, which we all know means absolutely disgusting things sexually. <laughs> Love you, ladies. Thank you so much for all that you do. And here's a picture. Did you fuck this chick? Uh, Did you have yet. sexual relations with this? <laughs> not yet, he says. That's great. Aw. I'm so glad. I'm so glad that you have a friend like Amy. I'm glad that's it's it is really helpful to hear accounts of like, hey, this is how a friend helped me and it actually worked. Right. So maybe we could take notes from that, you know? We gotta help each other out. Mm-hmm. Um setting the boundaries is very Im- important because you know, as much as we talk about uh, women in heterosexual relationships taking the emotional burden, I think sometimes they're also our friends that we often rely on to mm-hmm. take the emotional burden. If it's like the, you know, because like every friend group has like the more together friend and that everyone calls for advice. And like you can also use that friend too much. So mm-hmm. that's not good either. Here's another one. Hi, Kurt and Christina and Mike. My name is Erica. I'm 24 and I just quit my job at Bank of America to try and figure out what the hell I actually want to do and take time for myself. I've been with the bank for three and a half years and I hate this shit so much. You hate working for a bank? Go what? fucking figure. What? The, it, like counting them, the teller job seems fun. Fun? Yeah. You think? Yeah, I like where I like um 
tedious is like an unpleasant oh. work, but I like like work like that. I find it very soothing. Hmm. Uh, I cannot continue to do something I hate and complain about it, which I've realized. <laughs> nice. I obviously have control over my life. I know it's, it's so easy to forget sometimes. I still have another week working with them and I'm done. I'm wrestling with a feeling of being terrified and worried. I'm going to run out of money. I have 20K in savings, so I'm not too worried yet. Okay, that's a good amount. My therapist told me to take it one day at a time, but wondering if you guys <laughs> have any advice on how to not feel extremely nervous and scared of the future i mean that's all of us baby girl we just gotta like talk to ourselves and have a like a good healthy uh coach level dialogue with ourselves one also, of the fucking f- uh, fire that therapist where they get that advice yeah from, one day at a time from a fucking magnet at a hallmark store it's from the checkout line at, like yeah. or the mini books at barnes and noble yeah, she ain't even trying fuck uh one of the ventures i'm considering is my own pet sitting and dog walking business which i'm already doing a little on the side okay, okay. nice you got a leg in already but i honestly just can't get my mom's voice out of my head don't you should get it out of your head. What is your mom's um, like? Also, quote, all these parents, what the fuck does your mom do for a living? Uh, true. That's true. God. Yeah. I mean, but, that's a, that's my like, that's like my first response. Like, when people I can't are like, tell that to my mom. Yeah, what, do, what do your fucking parents do? Oh, is your parent? Is your dad the president? Okay. Relax. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> it's, so, it's so insane. These judgmental parents. It's like, what the fuck did you do with your life? I know. Well, that's and that's some of the reasons why they're being so judgmental insane. to your kid. Insane. And you're like, fuck, that's mean. Yeah. But don't. I honestly just can't get my mom's voice out of my head. Something along the lines of, quote, don't quit your job before you have another one. You're you're lazy, etc. I've also been binging on Luminary for months now and i'm listening to the don't get fucked by money series and y'all are seriously the best and actually want to help women so just want to say i appreciate it and keep doing what you're doing and this is a picture of me and my boyfriend oh you guys are cute um yeah you just have to just have a you know sometimes we spend i don't know i'm guilty of this I and I catch myself eventually, thank God. But I'm like, oh, I'm trying too hard to figure out what the next step is where I actually just need to fucking sit still and it's going to come to me. Obviously, have like goals of like I need to have a couple of options for plans by the end of the month. You know what I mean? Um, Obviously, you're you're very soon into ending your job. So I would say try to get more dog walking clients while you can. And then if you want to transition to something else, that'll be easy because it's kind of like gig work, you know? Right. And even if that's not event, like if you don't want, even if you don't end up expanding the dog walking business, like you can just keep uh, walking the dogs yourself. I don't like, it also depends like how much income you need to be bringing in to survive. And is there something really beneficial that you learn from working with Bank of America that you can impart onto others? Like, is there, you know, the skill set from that job, I don't know what in what way you work for the bank because some some bank positions require you have like a financial degree and some don't. So, um, but if you did have a lot of really you know good knowledge from that job, maybe you can use it to something you actually want to do. You know, yeah. like helping your community, helping people get mortgages and loans when they don't understand the finance system or something like that. You know, since you obviously have some knowledge, three and a half years at a bank. It's also you know? like every job is an experience in a way that you, I mean, it has to be so bad for you to not take something with you into the next phase of your sure, life. Sure, absolutely. That like, yeah, you got to look at that as a win. That yeah. basically you have, to Christina's point, you have this experience oh working at a, at a bank that's high yeah. level, could be very high level yeah. expertise. Yeah, maybe you want to you talk know? to kids about money. Like right. kids don't fucking learn about money unless they're, they have parents that are like, you know, good teachers. Um, okay, I hate to call everyone out on the podcast, but we just got a text um, to confirm um, a bang session that you have at the end of September. You got to tell these people this, this is not the number to text Wait a minute. to confirm that. We're telling you the listeners. Right? Well, I did say we're all three going to be on the podcast, but that doesn't mean like text the burner, Mike. The burner number Mike. is not Mike's phone. <laughs> it's not Mike's phone. All the sex you're getting from our <laughs> hiring choice and our faces. This is and this is also it's just like so funny that you're literally listening 
listening to like a like a, a sex positive like feminist podcast and this you're texting us to confirm a yeah, bang with that, like our producer it's such a like, fucking we're not weird call her move. daddy okay this is such a weird move. What? We're not going to like this. So wait, who did this? I don't know. We don't know. And that's another that's, thing. It's just a fucking random number. We don't. It's a burner account. We don't even know who you are. And obviously he has a lot of bangs confirmed. I can either confirm it's someone or who deny ha- that. It's someone who has my, who shares a birthday with me. Uh, okay. If you know anyone. Oh, but I'm sure you don't one. know the person's birthday because that would be way too much information. Of course not. I know. You didn't put their information into the pattern yet? So funny. <laughs> I haven't done that. So funny. Can you, I see it afterwards though? Yeah, you have to match the number to the number in your phone. <laughs> yes, that's exactly. Do you yeah. see the conversation we're having? Yeah, yeah we're helping good. somebody else Happy get pussy. Happy birthday to Not me. to us. Oh my God, Mike is really getting really high and mighty with that crown over there. <laughs> hey, CNK, advice on stopping the cycle of looking up an ex online and pissing myself off. Oh, this is a tough one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I haven't looked in maybe a year. Oh, well, I mean, that's amazing. Yeah, you're, you're already doing it, girl. Relationship was over six years ago. Have him blocked on everything. Oh. So to look, I have to unblock. Okay. It's, it's obviously been a still year. on your mind, though. I know it's a cycle of giving myself that trigger emotion. Yeah. How can I get to a point where even if I did look, it wouldn't piss me off? Or is Don't that look. possible? Love you guys. Thank you. More detail. Seeing him live his life does not piss me off. I feel neutral and even happy that he seems to be doing well. What does piss me off? Seeing my ex-friend, female, and him still being friends. I mean, that's allowed, right? Unless I broke up with the whole friend group, basically. No regrets, I think. They're bad people, but clearly I'm still getting triggered seeing them together. Well, you broke up with the whole friend group. I don't understand what the problem is. See, I don't, I never had a problem. Look, I do not, once I break up with you or I, like, if I officially decide, oh, we're done. I will never see or talk to you again. I won't look you up. I won't give a flying fuck. My Steven, I fucking I don't give a flying fuck what that motherfucker. But I think doing. it's because I think it's I think this really depends on why you had to break up with the person. Yeah. So you broke up with Steven because you were done with the relationship. Yes. In my opinion, as an observer, you had graduated from that relationship. Correct. But, uh, I don't check on the men who's who who I graduated from. The, mm. Looking at their social media doesn't bother me because yeah. I am in a different different phase in my life the few people um i mean it's like not really anyone anymore but like the people who bother me to look back on or trigger these emotions is uh i mean it's the one person who i had to dump because he wasn't bringing what he needed to bring to the relationship yeah so then i got angry when he then you know moved on to somebody else after i dumped him for not being able to bring um, his full self to the relationship. I was mad that another woman accepted so much less for herself. So that's why that bothered me. Mm. Um, and then, you know, other things where it's like you break up with someone and because, and this is actually a common one that I share with a few friends. You break up with someone because you're not doing well and you're like, I, that's like a one that got away or like I fit, feel like I missed the boat on that one. Yeah. Kind of a one. So those, I think it's like the circumstances of why you broke up. I will say, yeah. even for me, six years ago is a long, that's a long time. Yeah. Uh, even I, 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 I still I, don't I even dwell even, on people for a long time. Not that long, though. Even a guy, though, even a guy like the on and off person that I had, uh, you know, the last yes. couple of years. Yes. I, I don't look at his stuff. I, he's, he doesn't people, post anybody, a lot, though. Yeah, but, we, yeah, but like he's people muted. who post a lot are really annoying. Like, that's yeah. a tough one. Even anybody, honestly, anybody that I'm having sex with, they're muted on social media. Mm-hmm. I just don't. Interesting. 
yeah, I don't want to know because I know my anxious brain and I know what the little stories I'm going to make and how much fucking energy it's going to take to like how much energy of mine is going to be dedicated to like, well, what if that means this? And what if mm-hmm. oh, he's trying to hurt you? It's not true. Shut the fuck up, Christina. And the only way I could keep myself from doing that is uh, is is muting them. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, so I never know what you've doing. already gone a year, which I mean, they That's say it good. takes 30 days to break a pattern. It's broken then, girl. And I mean, so I don't like whatever you've been doing, keep doing. And maybe there's a larger issue of abandonment or something that is bothering you about that female friend. Mm. That's that's the kind of thing that if I've gone a year without doing the actual action that I have control over, to me, it says the leftover part is mental, Mm. you know, especially when I'm thinking about it in relationship to myself, because I think of everything um, in the context of obsessions and compulsions because I have obsessive compulsive disorder. So the obsessions you can unpack in therapy, the compulsions you kind of just need to stop doing yourself. So you've stopped the compulsion, which is the looking. And again, I'm not saying you have OCD. I'm just like relating it to what I have. Mm. Um, and then the obsession, that's something that you you talk about if you still feel the effects of it with a with a healthcare provider. Or you can just, I mean, you can do your own research online. You have to be careful with relationship stuff though because because there's a lot of shitty relationship advice online. Yes, there is. If there's a lot of pop-up ads, it's probably not uh, reliable. Yeah, if they're trying to sell you something to get your dick hard while you're looking at how to make your relationship better. It's, yeah. You know, go elsewhere. <laughs> Hey, Kurt and Christina, the guy I was fucking before my current boyfriend, who I have been with for five and a half years, keeps reaching out to me. I have barely talked to him since I have started dating my current boyfriend, and I'm pretty sure he has or recently had a girlfriend. We also never uh, we were also never friends before or after we fucked. So my question is, why is he still reaching out to me? And how do I nicely tell him I'm not interested in having any sort of relationship with him? This is where you don't got to be nice. You could just be honest. And that doesn't mean it's mean. But just say, hey, I'm a little confused as to why you're reaching out. But I got to say, I'm in a relationship I'm happy with. And I don't really want to talk to you. There's nothing wrong with saying I don't really want to talk to you because you're just being honest. You can't get mad at that. You're getting mad at that just because you feel abandoned. That's your problem. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sounds to me like you have a case of bomb ass pussy. Ooh, (laughs) girl. Yeah. Call the doctor. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, yeah, just be like, hey, I'm in a a relationship and I'm happy. But and I don't know, you know, say what you said to us. I don't think there's like a relationship that you need to maintain. I'm also curious, like what he was saying to you and the messages. Like, is it flirty or is it like, how you doing? Right, that right, kind of right. Make, yeah, what is he saying? How you doing kind of makes me sad. You know, maybe, you know. How it, you doing makes you sad? If he, if someone who she had an exclusively sexual relationship with is actually just saying, how you doing? I don't want her to respond and be mean. Right. You know, right, oh, right, 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 yeah. right. I see, I see, I see. I just wanted yeah, to, you know, right. to say, like, like kindly, kindly. Like, like, I'm okay. Because and of, then not ask him how he's doing. Like, well, or also, like, just, like, you know, kindly, like, because of the nature of our relationship uh, was only sexual. I just don't feel comfortable maintaining a relationship with you. I'm sure you're, like, a very nice. I'm That's sh- a good one. Sure, you know, you, you know, the time I spent with you, I you are a good person. Ooh, but put that's not. To you know, I just don't feel the need to maintain this. I think you know, not that it's women's uh, job to make sure men uh, don't go into yoga classes and shoot people up, but I think like <laughs> just in general, if we are all kind to, kinder to one another, yeah, it's helpful. It is. Um, hey guys, love your work. Okay, so me and this girl are in love with each other. <laughs> And have an amazing connection in every way. But she says that she can't be in a relationship because she is afraid. Oh, she she don't want it that bad. She is afraid because she says I'm too nice and that it she doesn't like She don't want it that bad. Sorry. Um, She is afraid because she says I'm too nice and that it reminds her of her first ex that was 
perfect and always spoiled her and such, but in the end raped her. Oh, okay, so this is terrible. different then. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, that's a, that's okay. So it's PTSD. Possibly. Yeah, this is different. Uh, yeah, maybe she's getting triggered. I, what a thing to say. You remind me of the guy who raped me. But yeah. other than that, oh, you're God. great. Yeah. Uh, she says she feels the that's same. That's a hard ener- turn. Ooh, she says she feels the same energy with me. I told her I Ooh. understand and feel for her. Something in her is getting triggered, and it could be his kindness. It could be or, or her. I don't know who's writing, but it could be that person's kindness could be a trigger. Anything could be a green shirt could be a trigger. You know, she can take it as slowly as she wants, but she wants to. End it. I'm in love with her and want to continue, but Aww. I don't. You, I mean, do you really want to be in a relationship with someone who is saying that you remind them of their rapist? Rapist? Like I wouldn't. Yeah, and to me, I think this the person that you're in love with needs needs some more therapy, like some PTSD therapy, understandably so, because you know her body was violated and her trust was violated. I also, at this point in my life, um, I would push back on saying that two people who haven't been in a relationship can actually be in love in the way that. In like a full bodied love the way we mean it. Hmm. I don't I think it's like that lust level. It's just fantasy stuff still. I don't think this is love on the level that you need to hit to have a relationship. I think this is like love in quotes at first sight kind of stuff. Hmm. I'm in love with her and want to continue. But I because you don't know. Yeah, you don't know the real version of her. I'm in love with her and want to continue. But I don't know what to do or say to show comfort to her or show her that I am different. Sorry for the long text and all the love. I I mean, I would also too ask her like, is there something i could be doing differently but the the thing is you're if she, you if she was sexually assaulted by somebody um i hope she's she's getting therapy for that because that's a that's that's a that's a big one you know you really want to make sure that you you comb through that um when you're ready it's also nerve-wracking that someone would have a distrust of someone who starts a relationship with kindness because then you will distrust any kindness. Right. And I mean, I That's think where you should the therapy take... will come in of like yeah. not associating kindness with rape. Yeah. It's like he used it as a way to lure her in. Right. And then switched. Getting manipulated. And I mean, sucks. yes, you should always take you shouldn't just like open arms, welcome anyone who's kind to you. And I'm guessing he was nice, not kind anyway. They're different things. Yeah, they are different. Um, but uh, writer. uh uh, yeah, I, I would push back on the fact that you're actually in love. Sorry, it's you're. I'm guessing you're in your twenty. It, it'll it, the the it'll kind of change a little bit as you get older, and um, it will. Yeah, and I would also just say like you you can say is there anything different I can do, but I wouldn't push too hard yeah. to get in a relationship with someone for her mental health and yours. If they're saying you remind me of my rapist, that's just yeah. not a, a good spot for either yeah. of you to be in. Whether it's has any validity or not as far as like things that you're doing. How do you make a relationship work when one person works a nine to five and the other is a chef who works nights and weekends? Mm. No, no, While chef. we do see each other weekly and he makes an effort to get a weekend day off per month to oh, spend time nice. together. That is nice. I end up feeling lonely on weekends. He can't and I hate it. Mm. I am also sick of being the third or even fifth wheel when I hang out with my friends. Okay. Mm. We've broken up uh, about this before and we're not apart and no contact for about eight months. But mm. I ran into him at a concert in July. Oh, and I would be like, it's fate. We're supposed to be together. Oh, yeah. And we've been hanging out regularly since. I missed him so much, but also don't want to hurt oh, either of us nice. by trying again and then still not being able to handle it. Help. I hate feeling like a dumb bitch. So I just think it's a reframing thing. Some yeah. people, some people, I know couples that only see each other on the weekends or like they're long distance. So they make it work. So maybe there's something you could do to make it work so that 
there is a more form of constant contact that's just not in-person contact. You know what I'm saying? Like you can, like there's other ways that you can be intimate with each other without actually seeing each other, like voice memos and stuff throughout the day. So you kind of feel like you're, you know, you're walking through the day together some days if you want to, even though you can't physically be in the same space. Yeah, I also think um, uh, schedule out of all the things is not like, there's a million reasons to sit, to break up. I feel like schedule is just not one of the ones that's a good reason to break up. And if you and think I about it. I telling you guys to break up. That's one yeah, of my favorite pieces of advice to give. Uh, if you think about it, not having a lot of time together kind of makes you treasure the time that you do have together Absolutely. much more. So when your, your quality of time is very rare, then that means you're going to treat it with respect and make it really special, which kind of is awesome. And if this person is going to be like a partner for many years, um, there's eventually going to be a time where you potentially live together, in which case you might be in this space where you're like, oh, my God, can you fucking leave the house, please? I cannot see you. I'm, even if he's right. great and perfect, you're not going to want to be in the same space with somebody. So I would say the longing could actually be fuel for a long term relationship. Yeah, I think this. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that a relationship structure like that has more room for longevity. Um, also, you might have a bit of an anxious attachment. Like, yeah. I totally understand. Like, in my 20s, Ooh, I read was, the book Attached. Yeah, I was totally like, oh, no, like my boyfriend on some work this weekend or even like when you start comedy and you're dating people like if they're ahead of you in comedy um, and they're away on the weekends and then you're just sitting at home and, you, and you're saying you don't like to be the third, fourth or fifth wheel. It's like so number one all your friends are in relationships but number two all your friends in re- are in relationships and only go out with their partners. That seems mm. really odd to me. Yeah. I mean, number one, you can take an, an initiative and maybe once uh, a month you can be the planner of a girls' night for your friend group. There you go. You have something to look forward mm-hmm. to. I think social activities that you can look forward to outside yes. of your relationship structure are extremely important. Plan your weekends. Go see art. Do it with a friend. Do it by yourself. Yeah. And, you know, and also what a wonderful time to explore your dreams. So, like, you, yes, so you get to be in a relationship and independent at the same time that's yeah. fucking sick you work a nine to five but like is is your job your dream job is that all you want to do is there a hobby you've wanted to explore are there you know things that you want to do that you know if you're being realistic with yourself if you're if you asked your bar- boyfriend if you wanted to do them with you he would do them but like he wouldn't be excited about them all those things you can do um and i think the fact that he's already uh, committed to taking one weekend, especially being a chef. Like to me, like being a comic, and a, if I was taking one weekend day off that's a, a month, big, that's a big amount of money and experience. Yeah, from that's your... like a big sacrifice. And I think that he's showing you that he is committed enough um, to the schedule, making the schedule work. I don't know. And I also think there's a real advantage. I've never re-entered a relationship before, um, but I think there's a real advantage to being apart from someone for eight months, being able to get clear-headed about it, and you're going into it knowing the problems already. Yeah. So you should have had time to figure out how to solve those problems if you were willing to get into the relationship again. Mm. And they're not things that are you know, toxic or manipulative or hurtful to you. Aces. It's something that's really manageable. Also, throughout our lives, our schedule would change. So, like, Mm -hmm. if you were married to this guy and then all of a sudden he became a chef, would you, like, get a divorce? I mean, no, you would rework the structure, mostly. I mean, some people do get a divorce, but uh, it just seems like out of all the things we get hit with, it seems manageable. Yeah, there's a lot. And there's a lot of advantages to your situation. Yeah. So focus on them. And, like, wait, they live together, right? Yeah, I, I don't know. This, no, 
I don't they, think they did. They don't. Okay. No. Well, I mean, like, and also, I think if you live together, that's it's that's a uh, there's like the a, safety net a reason of. why you should live together, right? If you're someone who like has such limited time with one another, to me, that's an instance where like you do move in together because then you have a little bit extra interaction time. Yeah. Uh, all right. Hi, Corinne, Christina, and Mike. I need some advice about how to navigate sexual assault by a friend. I am a married cis female. I had a friend cross a major boundary weeks ago when I had been drinking. He had not. My phone had died and I was unable to get home without his help. I froze when he initiated unwanted touching and leaned into it because I didn't know what to do. Okay, this was the second time he has done this. So okay. he's not no a car rides f- with him anymore. Well, he's not a friend. Also, yeah. first time we were in public and he was blackout drunk. All right. Well, I'll give maybe a little pass. Um, I told him not to do it again, but was probably too nice about it at that time. Fast forward to this instance when I confronted him via text advice I got from you guys. Harder to twist one's words in writing. Mm. Uh, he said he... <laughs> I hate this response. He said he, quote, misread the vibes and wouldn't do you it have again. You a fucking partner. Oh, my God. <laughs> I re- I mean that, you know, I recently. Obviously, he didn't care. Well, and also, I mean, I, I'll, I'll even give him a pass on that because so many people don't care about cheating on their partner. Right. I recently texted him to set the boundary since he has not tried to maintain the friendship that it was really messed up. OK, so you, he just wants to fuck you. He's not your friend. Yeah. This is he not tried to hit on you. It, you said no. And since that instance, he has not tried to maintain your friendship because he doesn't want, he doesn't want to be your friend. He responded. He in, in... Wait, he responded and said he still wants to be friends. Uh, he's a liar. OK, here's my problem. This individual I found out has a reputation for issues with consent. OK, okay. at this okay. point, friend... he has a reputation for that. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Oh, boy. Uh, at this point, friendship is pretty much over on my end. Yeah. I want to make that clear to him directly instead of ghosting. Part of me, I would because the way he's acting is absolutely unacceptable. It's unsafe to others too. Uh, part of me wants to make it clear that he cannot read vibes, or I mean, also <laughs> like stop tea leaves. Vibes. Your vibes like tea leaves. <laughs> yeah, just be like, the vibes stop are bad. sexually assaulting people. It's not vibes or do anything of that nature. But I do have, I don't have the words for it. I have been incredibly out of sorts over this situation because I have had situations with sexual assault happening to me in the past. I've been out of sorts for the past month because of this situation. Do I just not respond? Mm. How do I clap back saying, again, it's not clapping back. It's standing up for yourself. Yeah, how this do is I, just how people talk now. Uh, it's not I good. Well, no, I, but we need to change the vernacular and we sure. need to say what we mean more. You know, Because she's using low stakes language in a high right. stakes situation. Right. Exactly. And it makes me uneasy. Right. How do I clap? <laughs> That's like being like, how do I, I clap, clap back to my rapist? My rapist? <laughs> like, yeah. mm, That's not how I phrase it. This person it. murdered my family. Yeah, I need to how clap do I Back. Clap back at this murdering asshole. Yeah, clap ah. back is like what Paris Hilton does when someone posts a, re- a weird meme about her. Right. You yeah. know? Right. Uh, how do I clap back saying we are no longer friends? You need to learn about consent. Do I even bother? Say exactly that to him. Thanks for all your advice on the podcast and all that you do. I mean, I think it's worthwhile because it's uh, uh, bothering you. And, you know, it is nice if you have the emotional energy to do it to hopefully leave uh people better than they found you 
Um, and so just say like, listen, we've had several instances where you have, uh, touched me or made moves on me that were non-consensual. Lay the facts down for him. Yeah. Since he obviously can't read the vibe. It's not, it's not only me that you've done this to, you have a reputation in our, you know, friend group for doing this. You make everyone uncomfortable. This is sexual assault. And make him deal with his behavior. We're, I'm, we're not, no one's going to put up with it anymore. Out, being drunk is not an excuse if you can't keep your hands to yourself while you're drunk you need to stop drinking um i hope you get the help that you need that's a good um, one I but love i'm that. no longer going to be a part of your, of your journey and write journey like, like every other letter yes. letter is capitalized and put like a little squiggly star and then say yes queen now that yes, king. is how you clap back <laughs> hey my boyfriend's family dog is being put down he wants me to be there his siblings aren't the biggest fans of me i'm the girlfriend after the long-term one they dated for five years married for five years i still plan to go because i'm offering him my support all i can do is continue to be nice to his family we've been together for two years any advice thank you and love y'all I wouldn't go he's using you as his emotional support dog you can give him a hug when he gets back that's the family dog it's the family's choice who should be there you shouldn't be there if they don't like you I'm sorry that they don't like you but for whatever reason they don't like you and that's a personal thing like I would be so annoyed if my brother's a girlfriend who I didn't like and I do like you hi um, <laughs> if I didn't like my brother's girlfriend and she was and I was fucking losing the family dog and she was there because my brother can't handle his own fucking emotions whoa no that's a no oh I was gonna say we'll just go and not care that they're mean because maybe they go through heart. Yeah, no it's a family matter family decides he needs and he also needs to learn that you're and it's not and you're not even like you know a member of the family officially yet because you're not married i mean i just think there's a lot of things there and i think people just i think people consistently bring their fucking romantic partners to places where it needs to be family mm-hmm. and it's annoying it's like a real it's a real fucking sore spot for me um, like when people bring a date to a funeral get, get grow what? up grow up what yeah, it's like when people will bring like a girl they've been dating for like two months to a funeral because they guy. have that's a guy thing. They have absolutely no control of their over their own emotions. Hug your mom. How about that? <sighs> yeah. See ya. Uh, should we end this? Should we end this episode with the love bucket? Fuck yeah. Do you want to go back to the love bucket? Love I think we should bucket. for your birthday. The love bucket, baby. Yeah, and, or if Mike wants to read any of his DMs to us, it's, yeah, it's such, oh, a, such a fucking party in there. I don't know about that. Oh, no, oh, you got to keep that to yourself. Huh? How many nudes do you get per day? Uh, I they come in they come in like spurts. Oh, so they're so sorry to hear. No, they're like it's when it rains it pours. Right, exactly. you know? titties so it's for like, Michael. Oh there'll God. be like a Saturday where I'm just like, like flowers at home. for Algernon. Titties for Michael. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then I'll get like three girls will just like send in and just be like check these out. Some girl Jesus I think I, did I send you did I send you the the Snapchat that I had the other day the so, the girl that uh, wrote me in and said rape my clavicle. She no. sent me a picture of her clavicle. Wow. <laughs> I wonder why our listeners keep getting in unhealthy relationships. Huh? It's like they don't listen when we say it's a lot of fun, guys. I. <laughs> Oh god! I know. I feel less bad because, like, you're at least I know you are a good person, mm-hmm. right? But and especially after that heavy door story, we know you're not a threat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> certainly not emotionally or physically. That's a heavy door. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, it's it, it is just like now people are just listening because uh, for like a chance to win the ride, Mike's big dong lotto. That's a fun. Well, listen, it works for me. Works for you. It doesn't <laughs> yeah, work for doesn't work feminism. For us, but uh, you know, hey, whatever. Uh, you want to do the sound cues, or are we doing a raw dogging? Uh, let's raw dog it because okay. I'd have to 
figure for a it new out. pick. We, it's already been introduced. It's fine. Okay. We don't need to say. We get it. We yeah. get it. I'm we get like, it. Oh, the yeah. And if you yeah. haven't watched it yet, don't forget to watch out our uh, to watch our most recent live stream on YouTube. It was a fun drinking night that we did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's at uh, youtubecom slash guys we fucked, and that's a YouTube exclusive. It's not coming out anywhere else. So mm-hmm. you got to go on there to do it. Um, and hit subscribe while you're there. Smash that subscribe. Um, name a time you get uncontrollably horny every day when you weren't expecting it. Oh, that's a good question. Is it get or got? Got. Got. Yeah, okay. It's like a specific moment. I mean, I gotta say, <sighs> when your O oh, looks like the at sign. Wow, Mike. On social media. You're My handwriting's not great. It's like a swirly shell, <laughs> seashell. Name a time you got uncontrollably this horny happens to me so often. weren't expecting it. It happens to me so often that I, I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Just because it's me. Is there one in there, though, that, that like sticks out to you? And you're just like, I that, <gasps> oh. wasn't expecting that. Yeah. Oh, no. What's that face saying? Oh. Is you, that you ever masturbate to something? You ever masturbate to something bad? You ever get horny for something that was like How a salty? Ba- ba- well, like bad, porn, like sure. Yeah, but like it wasn't supposed to be pornographic. So I watched the documentary on 99 Woodstock. <laughs> and when the women were getting their titties touched, I got aroused and I went, I stopped the thing to go masturbate. Oh, ah. I, I'd say that and qualifies like, for this. Yeah, segment. that's pretty. And I'm like, <laughs> who am I? And I'm like, I'm a good person. I've, I don't want people to get assaulted. I don't want people to assault me or anybody. But it made me horny. I'm trying to figure this out because I actually have I just want to be in a sip problem. Like, I don't, I like, I. I get ter- like unhorny when bad things are happening so quickly, and I wish I could like get horny again faster. Oh, I see. Right, right, right. Like zero like to one. Reel it in. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I mean, there's certainly like. I mean, call me a good I, girl, and I'm yours, baby. <laughs> there's definitely people I shouldn't have gotten horny for. Um, I mean, I got horny for someone that I was like not not that I was not interested in, but that I, that I hadn't been horny for in a long time, and then. It felt like it was like a psychic message telling me that he had gotten a girlfriend. Uh, (laughs) That's annoying. So that was weird. It was a psychic message. But it also like I had no clue. I mean, I feel like sometimes I do the body. You know, it's like the body keeps score. The body tips me off. Yeah. Yeah. I I like figure out a lot of things intuitively. Mm. How about you, Mike? I feel like as a man, you probably this happens to you all the goddamn time. It happened to me way more when I was. Uh, like a teenager, yeah. And it was like like fifteen to nineteen. You're just horny you just everywhere. Get yeah. yeah, you're man. just kind of like, man, where, where did that come that from? That sucks. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was weird. I did a lot of just like, like I was horny, but I just masturbated and then it ended. Your hormones are just so wild. And you just like you're getting like hard ons. Testosterone is a work. motherfucker. Yeah, at your like at your job at the mall. You're yeah, yeah. Like, what, what am I gonna? Do? What do I do? <laughs> I have a I have a, yeah, a hard dick at Banana Republic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, know? yeah, yeah. But the the one that I can remember where I just wasn't expecting to get horny was mm. there was some girl that I well I was like 23 her name was Lex no. it's always some girl some woman it, I was 22 like it was a, yeah. you know, somebody yeah. that I had like hood, hook, ah, hood, had hooked up with a few times right um, and hadn't in a while and okay. we were at we were at some place in Jersey doing karaoke nice and I just remember her doing karaoke and then I was like it made you horny. Yeah, I was like into it. Men are we so weird. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are weird. What about it? Like, was she a good singer? No, not particularly. Wow. I just like 
I don't know what it well, was. Well, it was because the mic looked like a dick. The microphone looked like a dick. I doubt that's what it, it was. It was her essence. I think it might have been an <laughs> essence thing. Yeah. I just I just got so turned on and like like we. Mike does like an essence. Yeah. Did you like did essence. you hook up with her later? Yeah. That nice. Night. Nice. Yeah, the deal, Mikey. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Nice. The deal. Yeah. It was, God. It was, but it was strange. I was not expecting it to go, to go there, <laughs> and it did. <laughs> yeah, I'm always in there. Oh God, I'm always trying to I think about this horny thing. Hmm. I don't know. Sometimes back. the love bucket stumps you, you know, <laughs> and there's just no way around it. <laughs> I feel like you said that out loud while you were writing these things on sticky notes or like while you were like writing down your things that you wanted mm-hmm. to put on the as prompts on all of them. I like, said these are going to stump the girls. No, I said the prompts I, when I was writing them. I was like, like where like someone will have an answer for all of these. Right. right it's not right, like right, right. there's not going to be any in there that are just like nobody's going to have an answer. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I figured, you know, like, like, did you write any down that you don't have an answer to? Um, that's a great question. I don't remember off the top of my head, but I don't think so. Right. I think they were all things that I could They're have like some They're like inspired sort of, by your own, of course. Yeah. And the podcast, just things that I've heard you guys say in the past, maybe like nice. tendencies that I know you guys have. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, but I was thinking of you the whole time. Oh, thank you. Together. It's always uh, nice that's when what you, I want to thinking hear. of your employers as you put scratch little uh, post-it notes into a box of condoms. condoms. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. It's content. Hashtag blessed. <laughs> it is content. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Happy birthday, Michael. Happy birthday, Hope Michael. It's a good one. Hope your Thank Jesus you here is everything that you thought it would be and more. Me too. Me too. We love you. This has been Guys We Fucked, the anti-slut shaming podcast. We'll talk to you next Friday. Guys We Fucked is presented by Luminary. Created and hosted by Corinne Fisher and Christina Hutchinson. Editing and music coordination by Mike Coscarelli. Theme song by Rob Patterson and Jake Cozen. Suck my wet ass pussy. <laughs> Christina said to cut that before, but now it's in there. Yeah, let's keep it. Who cares? Oh, yeah. Girl. I've been waiting for you all night. You're so special. Sent from above. Now it's time, baby, for you to reach your hand into my bucket of love. right baby reach your hand in and wrestle it around make that sound of you reaching in for paper but it's really the sound of you making love to me yeah baby your curiosity about my sexuality turns me on so much And I love to listen to you talk. But tonight, I just want your touch. The love bucket, baby.
This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. 